Welcome back to the Get Cute Podcast. Hello, everyone. This is Jocelyn, and I'm so excited that you're back and are listening to this episode. Um, I really hope that y'all liked the last episode about Fortnite with my friends because it was really fun to record and I had a lot of fun. Based on the downloads and things, y'all liked it kind of, sort of ish um it seems like y'all want me to talk more about technology and stuff so i suppose i can come through and i can do that for y'all because it it's fun i i do enjoy talking about it and this is a software engineering slash technology podcast i'm saying that because i'm trying to get away from putting myself in a hole like I'm pigeonholing myself because I do want to start talking about like hardware and more games and things that excite me because honestly that's really the only way that you can get into a podcast and keep it going is if the topics excite you and something that you want to talk about so first of all I do want to thank everyone who left me a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening to podcasts. As I keep saying, um, leaving me reviews and leaving a comment with the reviews is the most important part because this actually does drive my podcast up the charts and um, based on Apple's algorithm, um, it gets more exposure to people and you know people that are looking for ad space on my podcast. These are the things that they like looking at. And as much as I do enjoy doing this podcast, I also enjoy making money from things I enjoy, hence my career, hence me trying to make more money with this podcast. Support black women, y'all. Ooh, speaking of supporting black women, my merch store did launch for Get Cute last week. Thank you to everybody that has already launched Thank you to everyone that has already purchased a t-shirt, a hoodie, a sticker, whatever it may be. I'm really excited. Um, the link to the Teespring will be down below. I am really excited about the merch. I already have one of the limited edition Halloween shirts. And in the pink, you know what I'm saying? You have to have pink. I am a pink girl, you know. Um, and I really hope that you all enjoy it because it's so good. And like I said, they are Halloween editions, so um, November 1st, y'all, the shirts, the stickers will be gone that are the Halloween-themed ones, the Among Us-themed ones, um, and, but however, all of my logo stuff will still be up for y'all to buy, so rep get cute, you know what I'm saying, rep it from your living room, from your office, whatever it may be, let's do it. Okay, enough about that. I It's just a lot of stuff that now that the podcast is slowly uh, gearing up speed that I need to do a lot of office things in the beginning. I'm sorry. It's just how business happens. But on to the topic of today's episode. So a few weeks ago, I may have done a troll tweet or perhaps just a troll that is also disguised as a truth tweet about how people just genuinely dislike Java as a programming language for really no real reason. As I noticed from a lot of people that were replying to it, I had really odd things as people saying that they dislike the fact that Java is run in a JVM, yet they like Kotlin. Things that just make, that, that don't make sense, you know? Um, from the eyes of somebody that has been a Java programmer for four and a half years, 
I still can't believe that it's I've almost been five years in the industry. I can't believe that like I'm a senior software engineer. I really did that, but it's just very confusing. It's like it's it's too much. But anyway, so I pretty much said that people that don't like Java just can't code in it. And most of the time that is the case. People find Java to be really complex and you know, for me, I believe that Java is, can be one of the easiest languages to learn. I think that it puts object-oriented programming and all of the skill sets that are needed for that into really digestible, readable information. I know there are a lot of memes that are going around about Java with like the super long variable names and things like that. But personally, as somebody that does spend a lot of time reading other code, especially since I'm still gearing up on my job, having variable names that actually describe what the variable or the method are doing is really important. And I would rather have like a hundred character variable name than to have the variable be, be called A, B, and C, because I see that a lot in JavaScript. All shade, all T. Sorry about that. So I decided that, you know, to offset the trolliness of my tweet, because I do stand by that, I do like living off of the energy and the tears that y'all gave me off of that tweet. It just made me, made me so happy that I decided that I am going to do a Java episode for y'all on the podcast, but even better, I am actually going to be doing a Java series on the podcast because Java is a lot to learn. It's very in-depth, but I'm going to focus on the topics over the series um, that I feel as though are very important for anybody that is teaching themselves Java um, or wants to actually become a experienced Java programmer in a professional setting. I'm going to teach you the frameworks that I like. I am going to teach you the libraries that are necessary in order to properly test Java. I'm going to talk about the ins and outs of the program, um, programming language itself and hopefully make it a little bit more digestible to you because I do want to get rid of this notion that Java is difficult. I think that a lot of the nuance around Java does come down to how you're first introduced to it personally. I feel as though a lot of the things that I've heard are people being introduced to it in uh, college. Um, They've had to like write their own compilers and things like that and do you know that's fine uh cool that you're writing your own compiler don't know why maybe you're just interested in that but I also really need y'all to understand that being a experienced Java engineer does not mean (laughs) writing a compiler in Java that's like really cute like I'm glad that she did that but there are a lot of other things that will make you a better Java engineer and none of those things are it sweetie probably anything that you learned in college about Java ain't gonna apply here I'm sorry somebody had to say it I you know what I'm saying like you may be like who the hell are you to tell me well sweetie 
I've been writing Java for four and a half years, so that's who I am. Um, but yeah, in this episode, to not go off on another tangent, I am going to be telling you the topics that I am going to cover eventually, the topics that you are going to need to cover in order to become a well-rounded Java engineer, and also the materials that you would need, things that have made it um really helpful for me and then I'll even get into like advanced stage Java materials as well because oh your girl may be doing an algorithms episode I know I know I hate algorithms I hate them so much um I hate studying for algorithm interviews but it's nature of the beast and there might be some patterns or algorithms that you're going to run into in Java code that I'm I want y'all to know. So I am going to give you all of that information. I'm going to set it all out. Um, And maybe you can even take this as like a training regimen. Um, You know, I'm going to actually break it down week by week. I will say this as a disclaimer. I went to a Java boot camp. It was 12 weeks. This is how I learned Java the hard way. And, um, you know, I'll give you rough timelines. I am no way trying to tell you to learn java in 12 weeks because that is kind of ridiculous um i mean obviously it was ridiculous for me when i did it (laughs) but i'm i'm going to set you up on a path where these are the things and these are the milestones you should be hitting before you go into the next next topic or this next section of learning java you know i've talked for way too long it's been well over 10 minutes but I hope you guys understand what I'm saying. And uh, yeah, let's get into this. How to be a Java engineer in X amount of time. I don't know what my clickbait title is going to be yet, but let's let's pretend that's it. All right, let's get into it. So if you are a Java engineer or a wannabe Java engineer and you are on Twitter and you're somewhat involved in tech Twitter, then you more than likely have heard of Angie Jones. Angie Jones is a developer advocate at Apply Tools, and she is also a huge Java advocate, which is fantastic because, you know, there are not a lot of us Java lovers out there, and so you have to grab onto who you can get to. Now, her Java programming course is going to be the first thing that I am going to suggest to any of you uh, as supplemental learning as we are going forward through the next five to six episodes that I'm planning on recording for this series. It is absolutely amazing. She's going to go in depth on a lot of things. I'm going to be doing this series coming from a place that uh, you already know a programming language, be it Python, Ruby, etc. And so you already know the basics of like if loops, while loops, etc, etc. However, Angie's program goes into depth on that, and so I highly, highly suggest that. Um, It's also great because her course are videos and audio. So if you're a visual and audio learner and you know that you're going to need something to supplement that, or maybe I've said something on the podcast that um, if you go through one of the books that I also recommend, it's just not sticking, I highly, highly recommend you to go through that as well. Like I said, I'm not going to be deep diving on things. I'm going to be hitting the very, very, very high level points of what you need to do in order to have a grasp on what being a Java developer in an enterprise situation is going to be. Again, I am going to be leaking her 
uh, course down below in the show notes. So you absolutely are going to need those. And as I said, that is resource number one. So the next few resources I am going to give you are going to be books because I really like books and uh, they helped me with a lot of more advanced technical Java things that I just was not grasping <laughs> or something that I came across when I was going through Codebase on like my first job and I'm like, what the hell is this? So the next like six things are going to be books, y'all. So, you know, I got an Amazon storefront page now that I'm also going to link in the show notes below um, just to be completely transparent. If you use the storefront and you purchase any of the books through my link, I do get a commission off of that. Um, if there's something that you're not able to donate to the show or you want to support the show in another way, that is a great way to do so. However, it is not necessary. You can always just go to Amazon, search for the book yourself, and purchase it that way if supplement or if me if me giving getting commission off of your book purchase uh, bothers you in some way. It's all great. So the first book that I'm going to be talking about is Thinking in Java, and I believe it's version four. Oh gosh, look at me saying version four like it's programming like uh edition for so i believe thinking in java covers java 6 yeah so it's back there girl however thinking in java was the book that i was given while i was in my boot camp for the 12 weeks and when i say that the writer really 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 gives you great coding examples gives you very concise wording on things that may be really difficult. I want to say that this book has the best chapter on polymorphism out of all of the Java books I've read, point blank period. It was just so concise and the examples that they gave, I was just like, I get it. Like it clicked. And um, even though it's on Java 6, that's fine chances are depending on what company you run into you're going to be encountering some java 6 somewhere so definitely pick up thinking in java and as i said all the links are going to be in the show notes um, through my amazon storefront so you can pick up those things there second book is going to be effective java uh effective java second edition was actually the second java book that i picked up for myself after i got my first job at jp morgan chase i just felt that i needed a bit more of a deep dive don't get me wrong my boot camp definitely gave me uh the skill set that i needed to perform well in my first job but as a developer you never stop learning so I went ahead and picked up Effective Java 2nd Edition, and it gave me the supplemental knowledge that uh, Thinking in Java didn't. Um, it really focused on Java 8 and things beyond that, um, explained to me things more in depth like reflection and uh, generics, which I don't know why. Maybe my friends at also to the bootcamp can explain this to me, but I was absolutely obsessed with generics for like a good year to two years. I loved explaining it to people. I loved asking questions about it in interviews. I I was all gung-ho about generics and Effective Java really explained that well for me. So that is going to be book number two. As far as the following books, um, these are newer books that I've gotten probably within one of them, definitely within the last year. And then the other two probably within the last six months, but they definitely did help me on my most recent job search before I joined PayPal. 
So the first book that I want to talk about is Java, A Beginner's Guide, 8th Edition. How did I find out about this book? I went into Barnes & Noble pre-pandemic and Sometimes, you know, I just like going into bookstores to look at programming books to see if there's anything new that I like, something that has a pretty cover, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but in this instance, I was feeling really self-conscious because I had been out of work for probably a month or so, and I felt like I was losing my Java mojo. So I needed something to kind of crank me back up, especially getting into, at the bare minimum, Java 8 knowledge because... I feel as though Java 8 is like the minimum that you should know about by now. Um, it's not really up for debate. Period. The minimum is Java 8. So I picked this up to supplement where I thought I was lacking. Don't get me wrong. A lot of it was information that I already knew. Um, I probably skipped probably one third of the book. <laughs> I'm not saying that you're going to be skipping one third of the book, especially if Java is new to you um, and it is your second programming language. There are a lot of nuanced things that, as I said, I'm not gonna, trying not to get into depth in this uh, podcast episode that you are going to want to know about. So for me, since at that point I've already been coding in Java for four years, I skipped a lot and then I just had sections where I just dove in and tried to figure out uh what I was lacking and this was really really helpful and so it is again it's java a beginner's guide eighth edition and let's go on to the next one so this one was actually recommended to me by my good friend Damien hi Dame boo uh so he knew that I was using cracking the coding interview a lot for um just trying to gear myself back up for interviewing and things like that. And he told me that his friends really found elements of programming interviews in Java really helpful. And I will say it was really helpful for me because it's nice to have a book that concisely puts your language into interview question format and don't get me wrong cracking the coding interview does do that because examples that she has in those books are in java but this was more in depth um i say that even though cracking the coding interview was massive but uh this book isn't necessarily half the book isn't like you know answers to questions throughout the book <laughs> no shade um but it really helped me out so elements of programming interviews in java now, Cracking the Coding Interview. I mentioned this, so you know this is going to be a supplemental book for me. It was absolutely essential for me, especially in trying to begin um, figuring out algorithms. So in my boot camp, we weren't taught algorithms. Um, we weren't taught how to bubble sort. We weren't taught how to quick sort uh, any of those things. That's something that I had to teach myself. And um, realizing at some point I was going from like mid-tier to senior level interviews um, when I was planning on leaving J.P. Morgan Chase at that time, I realized there were a lot of supplemental things that I just did not know. And don't get me wrong, uh, for me, um, I'm mathematically inclined. So um, figuring out... Uh, hacker ranks or leak codes are um, kind of easy for me because a lot of them are just mathematics based until you start getting to leak codes that are just poorly worded and you really don't understand what the fuck you're talking about. Um, but anyway, cracking the coding interview really broke down algorithms for me and gave me the base knowledge that I needed to go on and 
uh, start talking about algorithms even further. I highly suggest this book. I won't ever stop talking about this book. Their section on system design is absolutely bar to none. I I mean, I got my job at PayPal because I studied that system design section over and over and over again to make sure that I understood what it was doing and making sure that it applied to real world situations. So cracking the coding interview six edition, pick it up, pick it up. And so my final source is going to be Algorithms, uh, fourth edition. Now, this is the big red book that maybe if you were going through on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, wherever you pick up your programming books, um, yeah, this is the big one. This is the one where all the algorithms are in Java and it is really scary if you have no prior algorithm knowledge. Um, I highly suggest cracking the Coney interview just to give you some base level information about what the fuck algorithms are if you haven't like figured out algorithms in a in a way of like, I'm going to apply quicksort to this problem to solve it type of way, if that makes sense. Um Algorithm lays that shit all out with great examples. It, <laughs> I feel like 75% of that book is honestly just code examples. It's phenomenal. Um, I've read it once all the way through this year. I'm probably going to do it again just to make sure that I'm up on my algorithms. Um, people at my job are actually trying to do like leak codes like once a week to keep up. And I'm just like, girl, Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why do that to yourself? But when I sat down and thought about it, no matter how much I hate leak code, it, at least doing it with coworkers or friends is going to be fun. Now, if I had to do it by myself, uh, I wouldn't do it. But again, going off a tangent, Algorithms 4th Edition. So now that I've talked about all the resources that um, you definitely need, should have before the next episode, um, I'm going to explain how I'm going to break down the episodes um, by week and give you a timeline. So the timeline that I suggest you use to take all of this information in, do additional research, to practice, I give you six months. Six months seems like a long time, but six months is probably a really decent timeline to learn a new language and to know it well. Um, I'm going to be talking about um, object-oriented programming. I'm going to be talking about, because of that, interfaces and abstract classes and then types in Java and constructors in Java and overriding and overloading and all of these things. Uh, if you don't know object-oriented programming, these are all foreign words to you and that's okay. Um, like I said, that's more than likely going to be the first episode after this that we're going to dive into. And then we're definitely going to have an episode on automated testing. Um, testing is just that girl, uh, unit tests, automation, um, you kind of can't get around that shit. Like, you got to know it. Um, and uh, one of the probably two episodes I'm going to devote to spring. Spring and spring boot, because you do need to know both of them. And you need to know the differences between the two of them. Uh, if you have the great chance, this that's sarcasm, by the way, of having a java interview with somebody that really knows fucking java they're gonna go in on spring um mainly because spring is the most popular framework that we use for api development and that's just how it is and um 
you know, if you want to be out here getting that shmoney, you need to know that. So just expect those things. Um, I definitely, I know that an episode is going to come out every week, but definitely give yourself two weeks per episode just to make sure, um, you know, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at the get cute podcast at gmail.com or um, tweet me or message me at the get cute podcast on Twitter or um, even my personal Twitter, which is Java witch now and which is with two V's, not a W, because, you know, when they started talking about witches, the letter W didn't actually exist. So they use two V's. Hence why two V's like a W. Anyway, DM me there. And um, at the very least, if I think that maybe my answer needs to be more in depth, I'll make a facts and questions episode, probably um, maybe in between episodes to help you help you all out um, as far as studying is concerned. Um, yeah, I feel like that's pretty good, right? I think that's to me, I'm really excited. I'm excited to talk about Java. I'm excited to go more in depth about things. I'm excited to get into like specific technologies and patterns and algorithms it's gonna be really exciting it's gonna be really fun y'all this is this is gonna be an adventure it's very ambitious but you know it's quarter four of the year and if anything the whole depression summer slump i'm slowly climbing out of and i think this is will be a good way to end out the year and to end the season of get cute the second season i can't believe i'm saying the second season that's still so it's wild. Maybe next year I won't have an entire season for a year. <laughs> Maybe that won't happen. But anyway, that's it for this episode. I hope those of you that are really curious about Java or looking into Java or at least want to know what the fuck everybody's talking about, it being such a great language, will enjoy the next few episodes of the series. Now, if you enjoyed this episode or, you know, you like to leave five-star reviews and comments, feel free to do so on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you're listening to this episode. As I said in the beginning, it does really help me out, and that would be very, very cool with you if you did that. Um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to email me, email me at thegetcutepodcast at gmail.com. I know I've already mentioned the social medias again, but hey, I'm on a end roll spiel, so let me just keep doing it. Uh, feel free to follow me at getcutepodcast on Twitter or my personal Twitter, which is now Java Witch with two Vs, not a W, two Vs. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited. Um, I hopefully y'all will like the merch that I have. Um, it's another great way to support the podcast. All funds that are from that uh, go directly back into the podcast with um, setting up funds to have people on so I can like, you know, pay them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, yeah, I'm like really excited. This is really good. But, you know, I really don't have anything else to say. I actually need to go get a workout in. Uh, is almost eight o'clock at night, but here I am. Okay. I'm really going to stop rambling now. I love y'all and I will see you on the next episode.